Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, welcome back. It's the BetQL Tailgate Kickoff. I'm Ryan Horvat. Check out the show, BetQL Network. You can watch on Twitch. If you've got any que- uh, questions for any of these games today, you can pop them in the Twitch as well. Uh, right there in the stream, we'll try to hit on them. So really quick, uh, we got some news. Iowa starting quarterback Cade McNamara is in. Started 16 games at Michigan, completed 64% of his passes. Nobody's done that at Iowa since 2015. I'm going to be looking for a team total over on Iowa. I think Iowa's going to score some points for their OC, Brian Ferentz, to keep his job. they got to average 25 points per game. I think they're going to put up some points today against Utah State. I'm very low on Utah State coming into the season. So I'm going to look for a team total over on Iowa. One that I want to throw out there really quick before we get to Chase because we're going to spend some time here talking about all of our favorite plays for week one. My favorite game of the week, uh, as I see this text come in, my favorite game of the week is actually Florida State. Uh, I would love a three. I don't think we're going to get to three. I think Florida State should actually be a slight favorite in this game on a neutral field. You look at the injuries for LSU, they're going to be without John Emery, one of their running backs. I don't think that's that big of a loss because they have Noah Kane, who scored a touchdown against Florida State last season back. They have Josh Williams back in that running back room. I think the bigger issue as far as guys they're going to be missing in this game against Florida State is going to be six foot six, 315-pound defensive tackle Mason Smith because Florida State's going to be able to run the ball. They're going to get creative offensively. I'm a big uh, Mike Norvell fan. And as a Notre Dame fan, I can tell you this about Brian Kelly. Good coach, but Mike Norvell's faced off against Brian Kelly three times. He's covered the spread in all three matchups. He's outcoached him in all three matchups. And I think we're going to see some new stuff from Florida State on the offensive side of the ball this season. They got a bunch of weapons. Johnny Wilson's back. He's six foot seven. Does have some issues with drops, but last season caught 43 balls for 897 yards and scored five touchdowns. I think he has a monster year. And then they bring in one of the top transfers uh, in the wide receiver room in Keon Coleman, who last season at Michigan State caught 58 balls, had 798 yards, and caught seven touchdowns as well. Jordan Travis is a legit Heisman candidate, only threw five interceptions last season. They bring back 200 career starts on the offensive line. Like I said, they could run the ball. Trey Benson's back in the backfield, rushed for over 900 yards last season. And what worries me about LSU this season is the the defensive side of the ball. I think they're a little bit overrated. They lose seven of their top 11 tacklers from last season. On the offensive side of the ball, they really struggled to run the ball against Florida State last year. So I think Florida State's the play. If we get a three, I like it even more, but I'm cool with a two, two and a half. Best bet of the week for me, the Knowles, Florida State. We welcome on now Chase Kitty, Lion's Edge Podcast. Chase, uh, Cade McNamara officially in for Iowa. Does that do anything for you today? This is the same Iowa team where the offensive coordinator has a contractual obligation to score like 24 points a game or he's going to get fired, right? Yeah. It's that Iowa team. Yes. And they have to lay 24 points and they had to put in his contract that he needs to score 24 points. I would lean Utah State. I, I, I get what you're saying about a upgraded quarterback, upgraded offense. I understand all those things. I, I'm not getting involved in it. If I was, it would probably be Utah State plus the points. All right, so we got some really sneaky good games today. So let's actually start with yeah. UTSA. We've seen some crazy line movement. They're going to take on Houston, and they're actually favored in this game. Now, what number did you get? I know you do like UTSA today. Uh, I was going to say to pull off the upset, but now they're favored in this game on the road. Yep. 
Yeah, uh, I, I just bet the money line. I think it was one and a half when I bet it. So I, I got it kind of after the line movement at the bottom of the market. Um, but it's it's one of those things where I don't think you, people realize how bad Houston is this year. Uh, they're going to be at the bottom of the Big 12. It's a rebuilding year. It's just two years after they were in the, the American Conference Championship game against Cincinnati where the Bearcats win and then they go on to the college football playoff. But a lot of these new Big 12 teams are just in – at the very bottom of the rebuilding cycle. I think UTSA is really going to be in competition to win that conference this year. So I, I just think UTSA is straight up the better team. I agree with the line movement, I, and I, I like them to win. What are you doing today in Baylor and Texas State? We're hearing a lot of love for Texas State today. The total in the game, 59.5. What do you like here? Yeah, I mean, Texas State is going to be one of these teams that's probably going to remain around the bottom of the Sun Belt, so I don't want to oversell the Bobcats' interest. But they fired Jake Spavadol, and they bring in this guy, G.J. Kenny, uh, who was at Incarnate Word at the FCS level last year. His yep. offense at Incarnate Word averaged 52 points a game, and the quarterback won what is basically the FCS version of the offensive Heisman, because FCS splits the Heisman into two different awards. There's an off offensive award called Walter Payton, and then there's also a defensive award called Buck Buchanan. So the quarterback wins uh, the offensive Heisman, and they're averaging 52 points a game, and now this offense comes to Texas State. Why does that matter? I don't think Texas State can beat Baylor. I really like Baylor this year. I do think they're going to score points with this offense. So I, if anything, I'm looking at the over. The market has kind of gone against me the last – 36 hours or so it was around 61 and a half I think now it's down around 59 so I, I'm I'm on the opposite side of the market at this point but I, I do feel like Texas State's going to score against Baylor and Baylor's offense is definitely going to score against Texas State's defense Chase I need your help with one here all right I got into my bet slip I'm hoping for a 21 I don't think we get to 21 it's been sitting at 20 and a half all week but the total continues to go down so West Virginia 20 and a half point dogs against Penn State Penn State obviously getting a bunch of hype coming into the season but the total is at 48 and a half, and we're looking at a 20 and a half point spread. West Virginia last season, they upset Oklahoma and Oklahoma State once they moved Garrett Green into the starting quarterback role. And in those games, they rushed for 450 combined yards. I think they might be able to run the ball against this Penn State defense. What are you doing here? I kind of like the points with West Virginia. I wish we could pop a 21, but 20 and a half might be the play here. Well, you could always buy the half point if you really, really wanted it. Uh, I, I bet it early. I did get a 21. Uh, now, that's not because I'm super smart or anything. It's because I'm a West Virginia guy, and I yeah. was just I was following the spread much more closely than probably a lot of people were. Um, I think you're right that 21 is obviously a, a nice number to have here, and I think you're right in your handicap of the game. Uh, again, this is this is a team I know very very well. I think people are too low on West Virginia this year. I don't think they're going to be great. I'm not even sure they're going to be good. I think they will be average in a really deep Big 12, and average is a lot worse than what some people have them at, which is finishing like 14th in the conference. They are not that bad. They have arguably the best offensive line in the Big 12. Garrett Green's probably going to get the go at quarterback today and you know for the foreseeable future this season. He's a mobile guy, so he adds additional running dimension to what is going to be a really good run game. Drew Aller is going to carve this defense up, right? So I think that's, that's the case against the under. I think Penn State's going to score. I think they're probably going to score a lot. But West Virginia is going to run the ball. I think they're going to run the ball effectively. I think, you know, Penn State, rightfully so, gets a lot of credit for a really good home field advantage. I think my understanding is there's going to be a lot of West Virginia fans at this game. So it's going to be a really interesting atmosphere. I do think West Virginia is going to keep it inside of the number. 
I would not be surprised if this goes over, especially like late in the second half. But I, I think this is going to be maybe a more competitive game, especially first half than people realize. Uh, one of the better games that we're going to get here tonight, North Carolina, South Carolina. Tez Walker not going to be able to play for North Carolina. Transfers over from Kent State. Had double-digit receiving touchdowns last season. They have a new OC. Chip Lindsey takes over. Uh, last time we saw him call plays was at Central Florida. I kind of like the under in this game. I think North Carolina might look to run the ball, man, with more two tight end sets without Tez, to be honest with you, because Drake May took a beating the second half of the season. That offensive line really struggled to protect them. What do you like in this game? Because South Carolina was really good, especially against the number of the second half of the season. Until they ran into my fighting Irish in that bowl game, Chase, and got that ass whooped. What do you like today? I do think Spencer Rattler and the offense kind of figured some stuff out. They got into a groove in the last season, and I think they're going to find success against North Carolina's defense. I, I wonder – I hear what you're saying about the under. I just don't trust North Carolina's defense enough to, to get stops. I, I just don't. I, I, they haven't showed me under Mac Brown at all, really, that the defense is, is up to any remotely competent offensive challenge. So, if anything, I would play the over – uh, I like South Carolina money line. I think they're straight up the better team. I think anytime you have a ranked team playing an unranked team and the ranked team is like a pick 'em or minus one, which is where this opened market, like, that's a big sign to me to be looking at the dog. So I like South Carolina money line. South Alabama Tulane might be the game of the day, man. South Alabama won 10 games last season for the first time in school history. They're one of the favorites to win the Sun Belt. Carter Bradley's back, completed 65% of his passes. They were pretty good defensively. Then you have Tulane, who averaged almost 35 points per game. Michael Pratt was awesome last season. 27 touchdowns, five picks only. They beat USC in that bowl game. But uh, what are you doing here, man? Because South Alabama really balanced last season offensively. 32nd in the country in passing, 63rd in rushing. What are you doing here? Uh, South Alabama, six-and-a-half-point dog right now. A lot of interesting stuff with South Alabama this year, and Kelly did a good job talking about it in the last segment. You know, Kane Womack comes in last year. South Alabama became an FBS team in 2012. Never had a winning season as an FBS team. Yeah. All of a sudden last year, they win 10 games. They lose to UCLA in California on a walk-off field goal, basically play them to a draw. They lose to Troy in a four-point game that could have gone really either way, just total defensive you know, rock fight. Troy wins that game and then ends up winning the Sun Belt West, goes to the championship game, beats the crap out of Coastal Carolina. Uh, it, it's They were that close, is what I'm trying to say, to winning the Sun Belt last year. They are going to be, I think, the best team in the Sun Belt this year, admittedly with a challenging schedule both in conference and out of conference. I think when you look at what they bring back and what Tulane has lost, South Alabama is the straight-up better team. So I like a money line. I like them plus the six-and-a-half. But I also, like you were talking about them as, as now one of the favorites in the Sun Belt. Yeah. I like them to win the Sun Belt. They're three-to-one. They're top of the market. They've overtaken Troy. It's so weird to see a team with really no history of being successful at all as an FBS team jump to the top of the market to win what is probably now the best G5 conference in America. I think there's a reason they're up there. I think it's because sharp betters understand what they bring back and the relative absence of returning players at a lot of the other key uh, Sunbelt teams. So I like them today, and I like them in the futures market. All right, Chase, about 30 to 40 seconds here. Tell people why you like the under in East Carolina, Michigan, because that game's going to kick off here in about two hours. Let's try to give the people a winner. 
Yeah, I, I listened to some of what you and PJ talked about last night with, with Michigan, and they just beat the crap out of these these non-conference games. I, you might be right, and I might be wrong here, so maybe, maybe the under is not the best play in the world today. But I like the under because Mike Houston is a guy I covered at JMU. He's so, so big on run fits. He, I mean, he loves his run fits. He, it's a super hyper focus and practices of his. So I think he's going to be really dialed into the stopping the Michigan run game, which I think is going to at least gum it up enough that a cover is a possibility and an under is a possibility. Chase, you're the man. We'll talk again soon next week to be exact. Chase Kitty, the Lion's Edge podcast. Good luck this weekend, buddy. Thanks, Ryan. You too. All right, before we get out of here, this is what we got to do. We got to give the best bets. So Chase, what he sent me over today, again, Really good stuff. If you missed any of it, go back, check out the podcast, BetMGM tonight. But he likes South Alabama. My best bet of the week, Florida State. We're taking the points. I like the under in Wisconsin-Buffalo, 55-54 right now. I still like the under. And uh, we're going to go under in Arkansas State-Oklahoma. And I like South Alabama as well. Plus 210 on the money line. We'll take a small little stab with the Jags today. That'll do it. We'll be back next Saturday. Check out my show, BetMGM tonight, though. Monday night, 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. If you missed any of BetQL's tailgate kickoff presented by BetMGM, listen back anytime on the Odyssey 